All right. Uh, well, let's get into this word uh, for those watching online. Again, we're just flowing in the spirit. Uh, the Bible says, just in case you want to know if, I don't know if that's, if that's God or if that's sensational. The Bible says when everybody was in place and they was in agreement as they read the scripture, it says uh, the spirit move. It's cool for right now. Unless you can't see me at all, we'll just roll with that. All right. It says the, 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 it said the spirit, um, I'm sorry, I was talking to Marcus. <laughs> it says the, the, the spirit came in like cloven tongues of fire. It also said when they got the temple together and everything was in place, it said the priest couldn't stand to minister. That power was so strong, something has to give. So when you see people getting prayed for, when the flesh runs up on the spirit, something has got to give. And normally that's going to be the natural man, right? And so that's why, you know, so, so again, and, it's, and sometimes it's on you so much. We were talking this week about tapping into the presence of God, practicing the presence of God, blanketing your mind and connecting to the presence of God. When it happens, you don't know what to do. You know, like uh, 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 chills go through you or coolness comes over you or warmth comes over to you. Sometimes you're so filled up because you've been bottled up, you just shout, you just scream, you just run. Uh, you fall on your face, uh, you start laughing. Um, but it's not because everybody's trying to be spooky, it's just, again, you know, when I really, first time I got really saturated with the spirit, I'll tell you a story, I was running around and I was just going like this. Like, it wasn't no, you know how we try to be cool or smooth, somebody said smooth, smooth, it wasn't smooth. It actually, that uh, ran into the pastor's wife and she just was cracking up. She's like, it was almost like somebody, I was a puppet, somebody put me on this string and I, and, 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 and I, Later on, I understood it because God said, you're always so collective. When my spirit hits you, you're going to know you out of yourself because you will be out of control, right? And so, so just, it's, so, you know, just, I, I like, to the best of my ability to give people an understanding, to the best of my ability, but some things are just God, right? And, and, and what's going to happen uh, in people's seats while they're sitting today will be just God. What's going to happen when people get in their cars will be just God. When they're driving, just God. What, when they dream today, it's going to be just God. And it's going to be like, but I'm not at church. Why is this happening? How do, how do I see these visions and dreams? Why is this presence on me? Why can't I go to sleep? Like, what's happening? You know, it's just God. That's all. It's just God. And based on what uh, Dr. Smooth said last night, it's just his love. All right, let's, let's, let's talk about some things because I think the atmosphere is set for us to really receive some things that God wants us to get. Again, we're, uh, we said we was going to be talking about renewing the mind, but I know you see on the screen it says uh, renewing the spirit of your mind. Because I was talking to the Lord this morning, and he says, well, actually, if we really want to change, yes, we need a renewed mind, but we really need to renew the spirit of our minds, which we'll get into here uh, in a little bit. And, you know, this, this week, and, and I haven't forgot about the people from Fast Week, and we'll call you guys up at the end because I want to make sure I'm flowing with the spirit. But, you know, see, I'm not alone. All right, so, so 
this is amazing. Uh, this week was so interesting because there were so many things intricately that God was doing to set us up, prepare us, challenge us, open us up to supernatural restoration. And one of the things we learned this week uh, is that um, spiritual principles shouldn't, be ha shouldn't have fleshly applications. You know, if there's somebody gives you a, a spiritual principle, you can't apply it in the flesh and then say it doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it just doesn't work that way. It's a spiritual principle. Uh, and then I was thinking through this, and Ed was teaching this morning on who's in charge uh, in the discipleship training class, disciples' personality, uh, um, day one. And so Ed gave an example how you could put together a bookshelf. A lot of times we don't read the instructions, right? You know, sometimes, you know, guys, we think we, you know, opt. This is easy. <laughs> and we put together the bookshelf. And then Ed says, you got all these screws left over after you done put together the bookshelf. Screws, wrenches. And he said, you know, you look over that and say, oh, that's probably extra. <laughs> you know, just in case, you know, one of the other screws fall out. Um, until maybe a week or two later after you put all the books on the shelf and it collapses. Well, you know why? Because it was miss it's missing some pieces. The little details, the things that you just overlooked because you didn't think they was important. Or, or you didn't overlook because you didn't think they was important. You didn't read the instructions. Right? And, and so, like, this week were the instructions. Like, at every level, every message was the instructions. Um, and, oh, my God, it was just so uh, phenomenal. You, you'll hear a few things. So I think God wants us to return to living. Not, I think, God told me he wants us to return to living and not hiding. Because one of the things that was brought out this week, how we've been hiding. Again, again, we're not hiding because we're evil. You know, you, you, we talked about, Genesis 3 was talked about like, what, four or five times this week? From, even Lil Austin talked about Genesis 3. Um, but, but we know that hiding is a result of sin and a result of fear, right? Now, I just said hiding is a result of sin and a result of fear. The natural man automatically kicks in and says, no, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. You ever been afraid and tell people you're not afraid? Yes. You know, everybody could probably say yes because you know you've done it. I'm good. I'm good. No, I ain't worried about it. You know, right? You know, um, and so, so, so don't let the flesh mess you up on, on, on today. Like, just embrace some things. Don't, don't embrace it like you're, you're evil. Embrace it like I'm realizing. Just, just brace like I'm realizing, oh, that's what I need to do. Oh, I hadn't considered that. Now, that might be hard, but, Lord, I'm going to need you to do this. It's okay, all right? Now, even if you've already committed with a certain momentum, you're not stuck in what you've committed to. Because if that's the case, I'm still getting high. I'm still drinking and stuff like that. I mean, I did some, some crazy things. Um, I hurt people. Uh, my crushed hearts um, because I was selfish. Uh, and I was bitter. Uh, but I couldn't stay stuck there. You understand what I'm saying? And some of the, some, some of the things that are how I operated, I know people to go, up. Oh, too late now. I've already moved in this direction. People already see me as that. I've already, no, no, it's never over. You can always repent, turn away from, Right? And so, so, so you can return to living because when we go into hiding, we start to die or atrophy. 
When we go into our own uh, protective covering, yes, you're blocking out hurt, but you're blocking out help. Yes, you're blocking out anybody taking from you, but you're also blocking out receiving the nourishment you need to grow, right? So you actually end up, start, you start to atrophy because you're not getting the nourishment because you're closed from access, right? All right, so let's look at a couple of scriptures here. Uh, and I, I, I took your Bible, sweetheart, because I made a mistake and took mine home and then bring it back. Uh, it's not my fault, it's the guy's fault. No, it's my fault. <laughs> Psalm 51. Let's go to Psalm 51. Some big letters in this Bible, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, look, I don't even need my glasses. <laughs> Some big letters up in here, boy. This is a good teaching Bible. You can just... Glance at the page. You can see the scriptures like right here. All right. So, uh, again, those that, that are, have learned how to yield to the spirit, continue to pray in the spirit. Please do not stop. All right. So, uh, Psalm 51, verse 5. Psalm 51, verse 5. It says this. It says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. So that's what you always hear, we're born in sin and shaping in iniquity, right? So we come into this earth realm, and we come from this, the heaven realm into the earth realm, and now we come into the atmosphere of sin and inequity, right? So again, none of us are intending to be in iniquity or sin, right? It's, it's a product of the, of the culture that we were born into, right? So equal playing field, right? Equal playing field, right? Yeah. All right now, now, now let's look at let's look at this. So, so you know, kind of like, you know, why is this going on? Why would God send me here, and why wouldn't He make it where's no sin or iniquity? I feel like I've been set up. Well, you've been set up unless you are a part of a setup. <laughs> anyway, I'll explain that later. All right, so Genesis one. Uh, we'll start here at verse 1. Genesis 1, we're going to read, focus on 2 and 3, but we'll start here at verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, right? It says, and, and the earth was without form, right? And darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? <laughs> Interesting. Somebody talked about, right? It ain't that deep. Well, obviously it is, right? And it says, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, now God saw this darkness because remember, Satan had been cast down like lightning. So he came down, crashed into God's wonderful creation and brought darkness and void. God looks upon creation, sees darkness, and he never spoke what he saw. He spoke what he desired. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Now, a part of this light, of course, was taken care of by the sun, S-U-N, right? Right? Been burning ever since, right? But another part of it was taken care of by the sun, (laughs) S-O-N, right? And our part, while we were sent, is to keep the candle burning. Keep that light shining in a dark world, right? And so we know... God has brought us out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. That's 1 Peter 2, verse 9, right? We also know the scripture says, let your light shine, right? Amen. 
He says, don't, 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 you don't have a candle and hide it under a bushel. You put it on a hill. Let it shine. Right? That helps others to see within this world of, of sin and iniquity. See, because if you don't shine your light, then people will just make their decisions based on sin and iniquity or circumstances. Right? Evil. They'll just chew uh, the lesser of evils. Right? Because they figure that's all that their options are. You know, I, I shared a story before growing up in Newark. You know, I, around 17, I just got frustrated. I was just like, you know, I didn't really care if I lived. But I was like, well, it's not like I have anything to live for. But at that particular time, I'm just looking at what I was exposed to. And I'm figuring that's it. So based on what I was exposed to, based on what I was experiencing, I was like, okay, maybe a better option is I'm not here. Now, I ain't have a heart hard enough to kill myself, but I did do a pharmaceutical substance to an extreme to where I, I could quite possibly not be here right now, right? Why? But I was making decisions not based on, on what God put me here for and what I had. I was making decisions based on what I saw, okay? Right? Does that make sense? Right? Basically, I had no light, okay? I had no light, and I, obviously, I wasn't a light. Now, how are we going to let this light shine and how are we going to become the light even though we were born in this sin and iniquity? Well, we have to renew our mind and the spirit of our mind to live in the brilliance or to have our light on blast. We have to renew our mind and renew the spirit of our mind. So let's go here to uh, Revelations 12. Revelations 12. Now, we have a lot of questions. We have a lot of, we've talked about this in, in the the Bible school on Saturday, you know, we have a lot of questions. Some of the questions, you, you ever, you ever uh, have a child around you that asks questions? Pastor Mel was talking about how you say, why, why, why? But they're asking questions from a child, right? You know, limited information, right? But you know, if they just trust you, eventually it's all going to make sense, right? You know, I mean, just imagine the child saying, so why is ABCs important? Why do I got to keep... Rehearsing these ABCs makes no sense to a child, right? But you have more information. You know, eventually they're going to be able to read, pronounce words, you know, read, and that's going to help them with their life, right? Same thing with numbers. One, two, three, four. Okay, got it. We're going to keep going over this? No, but you understand the value of it. And so this is the thing. Sometimes we have not matured beyond our childishness, so we're asking questions from a level of immaturity, not because, again, we're evil. It's just where we are spiritually. We're immature. So we're stuck at a place of unfulfillment and depression and defensiveness because we don't have the information to bring us light understanding so we can create momentum. It's very hard to drive through a, drive in a fog. It's very hard to accelerate in the fog. You got to really clear that, clear the path to drive, right? And so, so we were supposed to, yes, be born in this world of sin and iniquity, but the scripture said you must be born again. So we're supposed to get born again, and then once we're born again, now we were supposed to go through training, go to our born again institute training to learn how to live out our purpose design on this earth realm. Now, in some cases, we weren't afforded that. We didn't facilitate that. We didn't go after that. So we just got stuck in conforming to this world, right? 
And then so now we, we're doing things that may have some temporal success, but when we go back to our homes, our apartments, uh, when we buy ourselves, we're depressed, right? We're depressed. We could be, we're, we're cool if we di- didn't talk to nobody, right? But we're like trees planted by the rivers of water. We're supposed to be bringing forth fruit, and other people are supposed to partake of it. Well, can't nobody partake of a, a tree that's hidden, right? Or, in, you know, in isolation, right? Does it make sense? All right, so let's go here to Romans 12. Uh, we're going to start here at verse 1. We're going to read verses 1 and 2. Romans 12. Because I want y'all to get the revelation. No, I'm just... I apologize. It's Romans. I apologize. I do want you to get the revelation, but that's not why I said it. Uh, that's just a miss on my part, okay? So I'll give you some time to get to Romans 12. My bad. Speaking of Romans 12, you overcome them by the word. I'm just. <laughs> All right. So Romans 12, I mean, Romans 12, verse 1, okay? It says, I beseech you. This is kind of an imploring statement. You know, I beseech you. I implore you. I challenge you. Hey! It's one of those like, hey! Um, you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. He says, okay. He says that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, you've been born in sin and shape and iniquity, but give God that vessel, present it as a, not a temporal sacrifice, not a visit sacrifice, not a sacrifice for that day, but as a living sacrifice, holy, this is this, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That word reasonable service is the least you can do. So if I don't get nothing right in the kingdom, at the very least, give God back the vessel that he, that he infused or injected into this earth realm so he could use it for what he planned it for. At the least, okay? Now, now it goes on, knowing that you've been placed in this world of sin and iniquity, it says, and, conjunction, it says, and be not conformed. So, so give me this, this, this body, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Look, how I get transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now here it's saying, don't be conformed, be transformed. So uh, the, the message says, don't fit into the world without thinking, right? Don't just constantly go with the flow. That's called contagion. Right? Don't, don't fall into submergence where the world takes you over and now you find yourself uh, flying, trying to fly with their wings. Right? You know, and as uh, uh, Terrence was talking about yesterday, the first stage of this manipulation the world does is suggestibility. So, so Terrence was talking about Eve should never even consider any option of the tree. As soon as she heard a tree, oh, that's not even a discussion. You know, as soon as she heard a tree, based on what the rule was. You know what I'm saying? But she entertained it. She allowed reason, just like we entertain things of the world. And we go, well, how, that can't be that bad. Well, how you know this is not God? How you know their God is not God too? See, once I get you there, I got you confused. You know, you know once I get you, there's not one person God designed for you to be with. It could be anybody. Oh, I can keep you in confusion. Because you can find somebody and I can just send somebody else along and go, well, maybe it's them. And then I send somebody else along, well, maybe it's them. You'll never be in peace as long as I have you not locked in, right? All right, so this says, don't be conformed, be transformed. Now, 
Now, this, this is talking about by the renewing of your mind. So when it says renew, renew your mind, the, the, uh, renew the corrective lenses of your conscience. So your mind is, 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 is where you, it's your choice station. It's where you uh, mentally assent. So in other words, you, 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 come in, uh, you come in a situation, you're living a certain way. Let's say you believe there's nothing wrong with eating 25 biscuits a day, right? And then you come in a situation, the person says, well, you eat all those biscuits, you convert them to sugar, sugar puts on weight, and, you know, that's why your hips hurt. I just throw that in there, right? All right, so, so now you go, wow, no one told me that. I didn't know biscuits converting to sugar or glucose or whatever. No, I didn't know that. So you say, I'm not going to eat no more biscuits. What did you do? Consciously, I mentally assent or agreed I'm not going to eat no biscuits. But how many people know that if you've been eating 25 biscuits a day for who knows how long, you ain't going to just stop eating 25 biscuits because you agreed that day. So, but, but you consciously what? Don't want to eat the biscuits, right? So, so you, you got the first part right. You renewed your mind to biscuits ain't good, right? You know, that normally that's how New Year's starts, right? You mentally assented, oh, I'm not doing this no more. And then about three, four weeks later, what happened? I mean, because it's being, been beyond three, three, he said, he said three, four weeks later, he said you're eating the biscuits, right? Right? All right, so, so let's go to Ephesians 4. Because we're going to find out why I want to change. I'm trying to change. But I still haven't changed. You ever come to the mic, and, and, and I am going to do this. This is my desire. This is what I'm believing for. I'm believing for, obviously, full-time staff, right? But one of the full-time staff members already has a responsibility. And that responsibility is soon as we hire them full-time, no matter what their other responsibilities will be, it will be editing all of our uh, Wednesday uh, mic sessions. You know, like after Wednesday service, people come up and share what they realize and learn. Their whole job will be putting together, uh, you know, how you have uh, highlight videos, putting together everybody's personal highlight video. So they can just go back and look at all the things they realize and learn, you know, since they've been at the church. But the other thing they're going to see is when they came up to the mic and go, oh, my God. What I realized today is I've been foolish. And I realized today I have not been locked in. And I realized today I just need to be more focused. I've been all over the place. But I got it now. And then they're going to see coming up to the mic a few weeks later when it was like, well, you know, um, I just don't even know if I want to even be bothered with this church. <laughs> and then they're going to see two weeks after that, you know something? What I realize is I need to be focused. And again, that, that sounds funny, right? But what I'm saying is you, you're going to be on the video too, so stop laughing. Right, what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is that may sound like, see, You're you, you trying to say people uh, crazy, this, that, and other. No. What I'm saying is they were sincere. They mentally assented and realized in that moment, oh, man, what am I doing? But what happened is they didn't do nothing with what we're about to talk about today. 
All right? So, 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 so you're all right. There's still hope, okay? Okay? If that's you, there's still hope. <laughs> you notice I didn't look up, so y'all won't think I was talking about you. All right, so Ephesians 4, verse 23, right? So we talked about renewing the mind, the corrective lenses of our what? Conscious, right? Where I agree to do stuff, right? Now, here it says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, now, now that's not your conscious, that's your subconscious, right? That's the corrective lenses of our subconscious. So a lot of times when the scripture says the double-minded man is unstable on his ways, He's saying one thing consciously. So his conscious mind is saying, I ain't doing this. But his subconscious mind is going, please. (laughs) So he's double-minded, right? The, the, The subconscious have not crossed over to influence the conscious, right? So so they just when they, when, they, when they realize it, when they think about it, when they're mindful, they're going to do with the, the right thing. But when, when they're not focused or they're busy, which we stay busy most of the time, they're going to operate on what? Their default, right? Their subconscious, right? And so, so what, about, what are obstacles, right? What are obstacles? I'm going to get into the conscious and subconscious. I'm, I'm going to break them down to the, to the, the front lobe, the creative, pre, uh, uh, I might not be saying it right, but. Is this Pareto? Is that it? No, what is it? What is it? The, 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 uh, which one is it? Parietal lobe. Thank you. So I know she knew. So I had a consultant show up, you know what I'm saying? Right? So, so, all right. So we're going to get into that too. Uh, now, I'm not going to, I couldn't. I'm not going to get into it like Nasa would, but I'll, I'll just give you like the surface stuff, right? All right, so it says, uh, so what are our obstacles? Second, second, second Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 3. I might speed up just a little bit here. Uh, not too fast because I know y'all don't like that. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.14. 2 Corinthians 3.14 says this. It says, but the minds, but their minds were blinded. You know, right? But their minds were blinded, and for un- unto this day remained the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ, right? Let's drop down here to verse 4, chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. It says, in whom the God, you notice that in your Bible that God is a little g, right? Not the big g. Right, it says, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, we talked about we can't see because we don't have light, right? We're, you know, we can't see our way out of the iniquity and the sin, right? And so, and why don't we have, so, so it's not only we came into the world, but the adversary doesn't want us to just come into the world. He wants us, the world to submerge us, Right? First, he wants us to go with the flow, but then eventually he wants to submerge us, right? Right? I mean, that's, so he wants to get us with contagion. You know, he wants to start us with suggestibility. That was the purpose of eating the apple. Then he wants to get us to go with the flow, to conform to the world. And then he wants to 
get us with submergence, take over us, right? That's, that's what the goal is. And so he tries to mind, blind the minds, but he don't have access to all of our minds. He only has access to the unbelieving minds, right? So as soon as I don't believe or question or reason, uh-oh, it's, it's, like, it's like smelling it. And, it, and, and you attract the adversary's blindness, right? And so, so once I go blind, now I, I'm, 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 I'm going to fall and start to yield to uh, that deaf and dumb spirit that the Bible talks about. You know, well, it talks about deaf, dumb. Let's, let's look here, Matthew 12. Matthew 12. I didn't specifically call nobody deaf and dumb. I said... Uh, you can yield to that spirit. And, and again, it's, 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 it's so subtle, but it starts getting us where we don't believe, right? And of course, the, the, knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is what started this I don't believe process. But we'll go Matthew 12, and we'll lock in here verse 22. Just, just so you know, I'm not just making stuff up. It says, uh, then was brought unto him one possessed with a devil. Look, blind and dumb. And he healed him insomuch that the blind and the dumb both spake and saw. Right? You see that there? All right, so this, this, this either deaf or dumb, it's, it's a loss of hearing or an inability to speak properly. You know how you, sometimes you can't communicate what you really want to say and you're constantly misunderstood? And then the, 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 the blind spirit is, is, is when the scripture talks about uh, in Matthew 13, it's was right over here. Let's go, since we're right here, let's go to Matthew 13. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 9 says, basically, who has ears to hear, let him hear, right? But you would think, I got ears, one I hear, but that's not necessarily the case. Drop down here to verse 13, it says, therefore I speak, therefore speak I to them in parables because they seen, see not. They, uh, it says, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. So it says they have eyes to see, but they don't perceive. They have ears to hear, but they don't understand. Right? Right? So, so, so this is when that, that spirit starts to try to, uh, well, I'll keep on reading verse 14. It says, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of, a, of Isaiah, which says, by hearing shall ye hear and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see and not perceive. It says, for this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should, look, see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted and I should heal them, converted from the darkness and the sin and iniquity and into creatures of light. You see that? And so he's talking to the disciples, he says, blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Well, so he's saying is I show up and there's a lot of people that have been given the equipment, but it's not working because they're, they've been yielding because of their lack of belief. They've been blinded by Satan and they're dealing with the blind, deaf and dumb spirit. Now, the thing is, I don't know I'm blind, deaf, and dumb. I'm not trying to be blind, deaf, and dumb. Actually, I think I'm very smart. But you guys work with people. You have family members. 
that consider themselves to be very intelligent, and you're sitting there going, you're looking at the boss like, how did they promote him? How is this person in this position? And don't they see all of us in the room see how, what they don't know? And, but when you're blind, you don't know what you don't know. You know, John Maxwell said, when you don't know what you don't know, you don't grow, right? And so, so how does this all happen? Let's go to Romans 8. You know, I'm just giving you scripture so you can go study it yourself because if you don't get the breadcrumbs, you don't find, if you don't have the particular, particular steps, you can't study them out for yourself, then it's just me giving you enticing words of man's wisdom. Um, that doesn't help people, right? Makes you feel good in the moment, but you're like, now, how do I apply that? All right, so Romans 8, verse 5. Romans 8, verse 5. Look, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Then it says, For, the, for to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, to be carnally minded, carnal, carnality, carnivorous, is flesh. To be fleshly minded is death. To, to they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Now, if you study out the word mind, there's a lot of definitions for it, but one of the definitions is counsel, the counsel of the mind. So when it says they that are, that, that, that are uh, after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh are counseled by the flesh. Like the, the feelings, which is the voice of the flesh is your feelings, feelings de- determine the, 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 uh, uh, credibility of all the all information, not the spirit. So it has to feel right to me, it has to sound right to me, and I have to feel that that I'm okay with it. Not the spirit, which is of course are after the things of the spirit, right? And so a lot of times we reject spiritual information, as the Bible says, because it's foolishness to the natural man and the flesh. Because you can't control it. So if I can't control it, I'm not doing it. If I can't see the outcome, I'm not doing it. If I'm in the flesh, right? I'm not going to break through darkness if I'm not in the flesh unless I know there's light on the other side. Make sense? All right, so, so, so 1 Corinthians 2.14, and, and you, can, you can look it up for yourself just for the sake of time, but I do want you to have the scripture. It says, the natural man does not understand the things of God, nor can he discern them for what? They're spiritually discerned. They're spiritually discerned right? I might not have said that exactly the way the scripture says it, but you get the gist, right? Um, and so what it's saying is the natural man, the reason why he can't understand spiritual things is because he's led by human reasoning. Human reasoning cannot qualify, quantify, or, or, or grasp spiritual things because spiritual things are, are by faith and not by sight, right? And so, so what happens is when we're, we stop believing, we conform to the world, we get, we get pulled into the world, now we start to feed the flesh Human reasoning be, becomes the highest level of qualifier for our processor in our life. And then, so now when God is trying to offer us spiritual things, it's, it's not a, a conscious reject, it's a default reject. 
Because now I've meditated on the flesh so much, it's now in my subconscious, in the spirit of my mind. So even when I start to do spiritual things consciously, my default is carnal things. So, so, so when somebody introduces someone like Natalie comes to me, introduces to me spiritual things, my natural man may go, it ain't that deep. Right? That was her message, right? It ain't that deep. It ain't that serious. Man, I don't believe that. Right? But that's not, but that's our, our natural man has already spoken and already signed off on something that we're deciding not to do. It's already rejected some light coming to me to show me out of darkness. And now the, sometimes the light gets intimidated because I'm stronger in the flesh than the light is in the spirit. And so the light gets intimidated and go, well, I'm just going to go over here. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, you know, this is a dust to sand off my feet situation because this person doesn't want to receive light. Remember, he came into his own and they received them not. John chapter 1, right? All right. And so, so what happens is we get hard and we're, we're turned over to ourselves. Uh, so, so we were talking about hard hearts and it says that, you know, God... Uh, gave them a hard heart, but it's saying God allowed a hard heart or really God allowed them, okay, now you don't want to receive, so I'm going to let you live out the consequences of your choices. Let's go here, Romans 1. So once people start doing it, they start to conform. And the thing is, when you start to conform to the flesh, the flesh is never satisfied. The flesh deals with a lot of what we call insatiable. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's unsatisfied lust. But, it's, but it, the flesh is not tripping. The flesh is just not, um, it, it, it doesn't know it can't be satisfied. You understand what I'm saying? It's, but it doesn't have time to process if it can be satisfied or not because the, the craving is so strong. Whatever the cost is, I'm just going to, I just need relief right now. You know, you can, you can whatever cost is, I'm just buying that right now. 38% interest? This is crazy. Well, it was 38% interest before you bought it, but the craving said, well, I just got to have it right now. We'll, we'll deal with that later. We'll deal with that later. Just, just sign it. Sign it. Sign it. And then before you know, now you're mad because the 38% interest is compounding, you know, and you're paying 50% interest when it's all said and done, right? But, you, but lust didn't allow you to be patient enough to see it through, Right? It's going to cost me more on the back end, but lust won't allow you to stop and see that, okay? All right, so let's go here. Romans 1, this is some people that uh, didn't retain God in their knowledge, was it says uh, earlier in this chapter, but we'll lock in here. Well, no, we'll start here with verse 28. How about start verse 28? It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge... Um, so we talked about yesterday what knowledge of God and worldly knowledge, right? It says God gave them over to a reprobate mind, and we could say a hard heart, uh, to do those things which are not convenient, right? 
It says, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, uh, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, look, covenant breakers, without natural affection, right, Uh, implicable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them, right? And so, so, so this was after they just started getting so in the flesh, being counseled by the flesh, that he just released them and let them go. So the natural mind in turn enslaves a personality by reducing it uh, primarily to the world of senses and evil. That's what the discipleship personality told us uh, uh, the other week, right? And so now you have this mind, and this mind, the mind is the faculty of, the, of, of our thoughts, but it's the seat of our counsels. Um, this mind represents who we believe we are. Maybe not who we are, but who we believe we are based on what we've been exposed to, the information that, that, that we've agreed to in our mind. Uh, that's, that's why when we try to pres- uh, uh, preserve or, or our perceived freedom, we tend to justify our thoughts as good or correct. So in other words, if I already believe I'm right, or if I already believe a certain momentum in my life, and, I, and, and so Natalie gave a list of things that she was giving people, and I get this new information, well, I need to preserve my freedom, and to preserve my freedom, I gotta reject your new information. You know, I, 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 you know but I might not even be rejecting it consciously, I've already established what, who I am, what I am. Not based on God, based on how I feel because the flesh is in operation. Does that make sense? Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. I know it's, I, I got to lay the foundation, right? It says, so we avoid opening up to interference and protect them by surrounding them by many reasons. I got this from spiritual authority. So what happens is I get the new information that Natalie gave us on the, the other day, right? The new information comes I, I have to project, protect my freedom. No, 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 because this is telling me I might have to change something. Now, to how I protect my freedom to do what I'm already doing is I got to surround my, that, my, my thoughts with strongholds or reasonings. So I have to come up with reasons. So you ever, somebody tells you some new information or something's going to be stretching and you come up with a reason or they call you out on something you're doing and you reflex a reason for why you're doing it. You didn't even think about it. Like we have to, you know, before you teach, like y'all rehearsing, I got to go over and I got to go over and I got to go over and over and over. Uh, James was saying before he came up to uh, do one of the announcements or something, he said, he said, man, I, I said to myself, uh, and I think his wife reminded him, don't forget this. And so he said, I came up and, I, and all the way up, I'm like, okay, don't forget this, don't forget this. And he forgot it. <laughs> something spiritual. But natural things, if somebody tells you something, and it's going to stretch you beyond what you're doing, and it may come across like you're doing something wrong, how come you don't have to rehearse your comeback? You breaking it down. Like, oh, no, so it's not this. Well, suppose it's not that. Like, you've become a lawyer and have not passed the bar. Because that, nat- that, that, that natural man has to come up with reasons to fight against something that's interrupting the way it's comfortable with flowing, right? 
or better yet, what we've how we've committed to flowing. So this is why men and women fail to believe the Lord. They're often imprisoned by the stronghold of their own reasonings. Most of us are behind so many defensive lines that we're unable to break through to liberty, right? So unless these, uh, we're talking about this spiritual authority where we're going to, but unless we break these strongholds or these reasons, these thoughts and opinions, we'll never truly be free. So that's why we read the scripture, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds, right? Casting down all imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, right? That's why that scripture is so important because as we're trying to change our default thoughts, our old thoughts are going to try to resurrect themselves. We have to cast those down. When you're trying to get out of lust, Man, do you think when you decided mentally assent that I'm not going to be getting into lust, it's just going to stop because you agreed to do that? No. You're going to get more pop-ups than you ever got before. And, and it ain't, I'm not talking about pops up on your phone. Pop-ups on this screen right here, the canvas of your imagination. And you got to cast those things down, right? All of a sudden, you're going to see all types of things at the mall, everywhere you go. You know, you're going to just be scrolling through Facebook TV. You're going to see stuff that you never thought possible because the adversary heard you agree that I'm not doing this no more. And he's like, oh, we won't be having that. We're going to trigger that default. See, as long as you don't get, see, see the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violence taken by force. Adversary is finally, uh, violently trying to get to the stronghold of your breaking point where you cross over into living a whole nother life. But you sometimes, we're casual with it. We say we want to change, but we're not meditating on that thing until it becomes our default. And so now we slip right back into what we was doing before because we didn't stay on it until it changed the spirit of our mind. Right? We just keep agreeing. We keep agreeing, but you don't understand. You got you to gotta beat that thing down until this is all I know and do. Amen. See, right now, I'm saying this, listen, listen, everybody flows differently. It's cool. But I'm saying, you know, for some of us, with all the respect, I don't care what's going on, we come to church. Now, somebody might think that's, that's not important, but it's a default. We're not more special than nobody. We've trained ourselves, and now it's a default. No matter what's going on in our finances, some of us is going to tithe. You know why? It's a default. Now, there's others that ain't tithing at all and ain't coming to church at all. But then there's some that's coming to church here and there, tithing here and there, reading here and there, praying here and there, worshiping here. You know what? Because it's an option for them. It's not a default. But there are other things in their life that's a default that's detrimental. There's other houses that they're going to that's detrimental. There's other things they're doing with their money that are detrimental. There's other things they're worshiping that are detrimental. And they're defaults. There's some that got broken down this week, didn't it? <laughs> I didn't. I, it, thank, thank God it wasn't me. It was Natalie. Was not, it was God, but you know, I thank God for Natalie. Preach, sister. No, I say, <laughs> preach, right? 
You know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, like there, was, there, was, there was things crashed and burned. Uh, even uh, when, when, they did a tag team. They just took down every type of stuff. But uh, with Shauna, was like, yeah, uh, uh, was spoken to her, 75% was 25% wasn't given to God. She had to take down her shrines. But we got shrines. And, and, and they, was, they was doing it together. This is their testimony. I'm not putting them out there. They, they, go back and listen to it. It was Friday night. So they was crying together. He's doing OJs. Like, they was crying together. And, and, and as they was removing the shrine. But, but, but listen, know what that was saying? It was so embedded. It wasn't like, hey, let's just remove this. You know how you remove stuff at the house? No, they was cr- together. He was crying too. Which is a good thing. Like, like you could tell that, that man's heart is connected to you. If, you. if you ever had to question that, you don't have to. He was... He was he was feeling you taking down the shrine. Right? You understand what I'm saying? But, but, but what she said, because God was doing it in layers, right? She said when she uprooted what was there the whole time, but she wasn't consciously paying attention to. She constantly was going to church, praying, coming to class. She's at class. She, 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 and listen. If she could be at the Bible study fellowship, she's at Bible study fellowship. Bible school, she's at Bible school, 7 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. She's on girl talk. She's at all the services. All this time. But still feeling not totally free. Because there was something embedded. That her conscience was like, oh, we rolling. And she, the, the, the people that heard the testimony was like, but you're smiling all the time. Consciously. But something inside was pulling her into depression. Oh, that thing was uprooted, wasn't it? Right? But something was uprooted that was at, was a part, was at her core, not in her conscience. She mentally assent to be all in with God. But her default was not in agreement. Right? You see that? See, if reason doesn't die, if reason doesn't die, hustle will live. If reason doesn't die, it ain't that deep, we'll live. And see, that's the thing. If reason doesn't die, we'll always hustle around what's trying to go deep in us and pull out our default. Right? It's, uh, come here, Zami. Hustle, hustle up real quick. And then let's do uh, David. You stand behind me. All right. So, so it's kind of like this. And so you, you just, you know, you're going to constantly walk around and just say, so what's that? Just, what are you talking about? What? What are you talking about? Now, now what you, see, you know, you know, what is it? See, you think you're just trying to put me down. That's all. You're trying to put me down. You're trying to put me down. Hey, if you wouldn't have put that over there, this wouldn't even be happening. If you didn't, look, look, look. You caused that. You caused that. And you caused that too. And look, they don't like you either. And I'm not the only one that thinks you think you all that. 
They do too. Yeah, they do too. And why, why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you looking at me like that? I know what you think. You think that I'm not better than you. That's what you're thinking. You ain't saying, but I think you're thinking that you're thinking you're thinking that. I know what you're thinking. You can have a seat. You know, you know, you know what he represents? That deep. He rep. <laughs> Thank you for displaying that deep for me. Right? So can we challenge our paradigm? Can we challenge what's at our core, what we're hiding? Right? We have to challenge or change our embedded defaults. Right? See, some, some, of our def- <laughs> some of our default is not to look bad or not to get in trouble. If that's our default, we can reject the very thing that's coming to us to help us to change. I don't want to be embarrassed. And so, so I've been discovering, uh, and, and the Lord highlighted this week, when the anointing shows up, it, 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 it exposes. We, uh, you're talking about exposure, being naked. And so originally in the garden, they were naked and unashamed. So they, were, they, they, they lived in a position of growth. Because no matter what was exposed could be helped. They lived in exposure, so they lived in help. Once they got into sin, they started hiding. So they could need help, but wouldn't nobody know. Because it's not exposed. Right? They're constantly figuring, these guys, I guess I'm in the dark if I'm up there. Is that the point? They can still hear me, though. Yeah. So I might just have to be in the dark. Anyway, I'll be obedient. <laughs> but I don't feel comfortable up here. I want to be down there. No, no, I don't want the lights on. I can try to be obedient to keep the lights off, but then also. Anyway, let's get back to what I was saying. What was I saying? See, y'all stay out of the sermon. Uh, oh, oh, so we're saying these, 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 uh, uh, these embedded defaults. And so, so when anointing shows up, it exposes things. And, and as Terrence and I was talking about just, just uh, to be transparent and uh, to stay in that light and to stay in help. And see, once you go on hiding, like nobody knows. People are standing right by you that was designed to give you what you need, but they can't give it to you because it's not exposed. You're cloaked. You're in darkness. You're not totally open. Right. And so, so, so again, again, now, now embrace this as we continue to grow. Uh, these defaults have become dangerous Amen. because they, we've mastered them to a point where if people are busy, they won't even notice them. The people, the person trying to help you, but the person that needs the help. So some of these things are operating without our permission. Because that's what a default is. It's, it's, it's how you operate without thinking about it. It's not a conscious thing. So when somebody tells you something, what's normally your defense? I wasn't trying to do that. 
But a person's not telling you based on what you're trying to do. They're telling you what you actually did. So you realize it and check your default. But if you excuse it because your flow is, I don't, I don't, I don't want the responsibility for doing something that may have been harmful, hurtful, or may look bad. I don't want that responsibility. So I've set up, uh, I've set up landmines. Some of our landmines look like creating arguments and you know you're wrong. Some of our land, so some, some, I've set up uh, uh, triggers where there'll be explosions. Some of our explosions uh, look like uh, playing the victim. I mean, it'll just come out without your permission. Nobody loves me. When was that in the conversation? You know how you, at, the, at, the, at the courtroom they, they say, uh, could they check this, what's this, the stenographer? Could you read that back? <laughs> no, we didn't say nothing about uh, nobody likes you. <laughs> Where did that come from? It came from a default. The default said, hey, hey, it's going to be a breach. It's going to be a breach. They're coming in. They're coming into your heart. Hey, protect yourself. Protect yourself. Yeah. They're like, see, nobody likes me. So then what? People back off. Back off from what? Helping you. Right? So we got all these strategic ways to make sure we're comfortable in the moment at the expense of our defaults change. Now, that's bad. But what's even worse is when we realize something, and then our default lives the total opposite of that. Like, I've talked to people. I don't think they're, 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 I won't say their names, but well, one person. Uh, since I, so I said, do you notice the pattern? I said, you, you, you flowing here. Then right after this, you go here. Then you flowing, then you go here. You flowing, you go here. I said, you ain't see a pattern? And they was like, I never even paid attention to that. But now you got a point. So, so they changed the pattern. They interrupted the default. So now they're in a position to change. They still have to do the work to meditate day and night, do all that's written therein so they can be prosperous and successful. That's why that scripture's in there. Joshua 1.8 and Psalms 1. In his word, doth he meditate day and night? Because what it's saying is, if I meditate day and night, it's going to flush out the old default. And it's going, to in, it's going to infuse a default where you're playing off of God's way in God's world. God's point of view. Like a lot of times, we smart, we think, but we just plan off of information that we've absorbed in the world. And some of us have skimmed. We're skim readers. We're skim listeners. We don't even really know the truth because we haven't taken the time to get into the truth. We are reactors. We're just reacting. And we meditate on this stuff so, more, so much, it becomes our truth. Now, think about it. Why would somebody walk through the doors and question God's word? Why, 
you don't have to come to church to question God's word. I want you, I want people to come to church. I know to get, sit back on the couch. It's okay. Right. But why? Not because you say, see, they should just stay home. No, that's not what it is. Their spirit, man, has walked them to God, in God, because that's who they were before they got into conformity. But now their, new, their, 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 their mind has been changed to conform. But the spirit man, from time to time, because, you know, I used to go to church from time to time, even when I was out there in the world. I listened to Fred Price, you know, at the house. But I listened to, you know, I mean, I didn't go to California, but I listened to him. Why am I doing that? I'm, I'm living a wild life because I was designed for that. And this is the thing. We're going to have to go, this, the, renew this. That's why I changed it from renewing the mind to renewing the spirit of mind. We're going to have to renew the spirit of our mind. Our default is getting us in trouble. Like we make decisions, not, find out it's not a good decision, and just ride that thing out instead of cutting our losses. Where does that come from? It came from our default because our default says, I don't like to, to be the one to make mistakes. So if I fix it, then it's not a mistake. Then we make another one. We make it worse. Then, well, if I fix that, then it's not a mistake. We make it worse. No, eat it. It's a mistake. Learn from it. You know what I'm saying? But our default is I got to validate myself through man, not please God. That's the wrong default. He sent us here for something. All this extra that we're doing, it's, 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 it's a waste. Because we're supposed to be using whatever platform we're on for his glory. But we get on platforms and we pretend we're fulfilled because we don't want nobody to know this was a bad investment. Or it might not have been a bad investment. I'm using it for the wrong purpose. You see what I'm saying? But, but now you got you to gotta interrupt that default. And now start to meditate. Listen, it's hard. It's, for me, it was, it was hard getting out of lust and different things like that. But I had, to, I had to meditate. It was strategic. Everything, working out, it's strategic. I am out of shape. But see, nobody got to tell me. I already know. And guess what? I don't, I'm not sitting around just saying, I know, I know, I know. I'm doing something about it. You see what I'm saying? I got to eat it because I learned something to display the cracks, not hide them. That's what sincerity means. So now I'm open for God to come in and shift and adjust my, de my defaults. I can say something and say the wrong thing because I didn't read it or think it through. We was on a Bible study fellowship call the other day. I said, well, it looks, well, I was smart enough to at least say, well, this is the way I see it. But I was at the gym. I wasn't really reading. Well, uh, Isaac chimed in and was like, well, no, no. He, he read another version of it, and it broke down exactly the anger he was talking about. I said, I see that now. As opposed to, no, nah, what I was really trying to say was, no, nah, I see, no, nah, I see, but I, I don't, no. But, I, but I'm the pastor. Everything I say is right. That's stupid. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, because guess what? Despite popular belief, I'm not reading every scripture in the Bible all the time. 
So that means I don't remember every scripture in the Bible all the time. Despite popular belief, and honestly, I don't know a pastor that does. But somebody's mind will tell them, you don't know that? You're a pastor. Exactly, I don't. But I guess what? I know it now because you just told me. I'm a pastor. I'm smart enough to receive from you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? Like, like, like we have to, in these next five or whatever weeks, how we're going to teach this, we're going to have to go deep. Even though I know, you know, now they try to tell us it is that deep. And she used a great example of the lake out there. She says, if you look at it on the surface, it almost, it's like, it's a glass. It almost looks like you just walk on it. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, just walk on it. You know, you just start walking out, walking on it. But she was saying, if you keep walking out, eventually you, it's going to get deeper and deeper. But it was, uh, but is it, you, some people are going to be surprised. Ah! What you surprised for? It was already that deep. You just didn't look that deep before you got in it. You was just on the surface. That lake back there, even knowing that the lake is deeper than maybe, you know, I'm, I'm 5'11". It's six feet, I'm, I'm underwater, right? Guess what? 49 feet deep. Does it look like that? On the surface, it doesn't look like that, right? See, on the surface, see, most of us, most of who we are, we like icebergs. You see an iceberg, you're like, man, that's a big iceberg. No, it's not. That iceberg is a mountain that's been submerged underwater. You just see the tip, and you think that's big. Most of what's, what that iceberg is, is deep. <laughs> Most of who we are is deep. What's causing us not to change? We hide in the deep parts of ourselves. We're not exposing that to the things of God. And we're not meditating on that word enough to change our default. It's like riding a bike. And I, I you know, I'm not, I, I, I promise not to spend a lot of time with this, so I won't today. I just wanted to set a foundation so we can really, we want to change, right? We want supernatural restoration, right? Yes. <laughs> it's like electric fence, you know, like, <laughs> right? You know, we want supernatural restoration, so we're really going to have to go deep. So this is, it's not really an old concept. When you learn how to ride a bike, you had to consciously agree to try to keep your balance. So when you first start getting on a bike, unless you was like, my grandson had just jumped on and started riding. That's rare. Um, you get on a bike and you're, so you're constantly trying to balance yourself. Mental ascent. But after a while, you keep riding that bike, it, it fills up your conscience, and we'll get into the, uh, the front lobe and all that stuff. It builds up your conscience, and it, it, it flushes down into your subconscious. So now, it becomes a default, because you've been writing, 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 writing. Now, like, I'm 60. I can just go on a bike and start riding. You know why? Because it's already in my default. Be honest with you. We were playing basketball out there. Uh, uh, well, I was working the kids out, but, what, but some of the older guys stayed, and they said, well, you know, let's play. So I decided to play. I'm, not, I'm in no shape at all. I haven't played in forever. And so we playing. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say this because I got the mic, but I did win the game. And uh, uh, on a deep half court. <laughs> it was kind of deep, wasn't it? 
But 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 uh, Jamal was checking me, and Jamal, I know you're not here. That's what I'm talking about you. So Jamal was Jamal prides himself in defense slash beating you senseless. Um, so so he's he's doing his best, grabbing this, that, and the other. So I basically just got him to a point, made the shot, and so we went out to uh, to movies with them. He was telling his brother, "Yeah, he could play." He said, "I said, you know, I told his brother, I said, ah, yeah, I said, I just need to get back in shape." So Jamal said, "You want in shape?" I was like, no. He said, are you serious? He said, because I was trying my hardest. I said, no, I wasn't in shape. Now, I'm saying that, slight picking with Jamal, but to make a point. I've been playing for a long time. So some things are my default. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's a default. I, I do the boring, same boring drills over and over and over. Not the cute stuff. I do that after I complete the boring stuff. The stuff that nobody likes. I, it's, it's my default. So no matter what, I trigger my default when I do those drills. So shooting, Tony elbow reaching the net, is like riding a bike. Do you understand if you do this right, when you squeeze, word gonna come out? When you're in a situation where you have to choose between God's will, your will, the devil's will, their will, your default's going to be God's will? I mean, I just can't do this, man. It's, you know, I, just, I, I, I wouldn't be comfortable with doing that. I just, nah, I just, nah, I mean, I don't want it like that. You'll find yourself, well, if this is going to cost me, it's just going to cost me, but I can't. You're going to be like Joseph. Man, I can't sin against God. It's going to be your default. See, right now our default is ain't nobody going to control me. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. And I don't trust nobody. As we talked about in another teaching a while ago, we're missing out on the wealth of the body. That's where our answers are. And every time our default, because some of us, our default is running. You open your mouth. Because you mentally assented that I need to change and I'm going to commit. And your body goes, what did you just say? Commit. Ah! And, then you, and then your default, you start running. Because I'm going to tell you how it looks on the outside. It's like, like I, sometimes I want, I want to go back and look at the, the video. Because I was like, I know I just heard that person say, what? that was last week, wasn't it? And then I'm saying, nah, maybe something came up because they're not following the same pattern they was and they gave such a heartfelt, passionate, I got it now. And then you saw the behavior. Again, I'm not putting nobody down if that's you. I'm saying, I, I, I just care enough to tell you how it looks on the outside. It's like, am I tripping? I can tell my wife, like, baby, did I hear what I hear or have I lost my mind? So what I do is I go, okay, Lord, what's the wisdom there? And the Lord's been showing me. He says, hey, it's in their subconscious. They don't even know it. They doing without thinking about it. Now, now maybe during this teaching, some people will come up and be honest and share some of the defaults that they've heard about. But some people got, well, well I don't want to say it because I'm going to let them say it. But, but some people got their, their defaults, how to get around everything. Masters of how to get around everything. We got to kill that. So you can get what God has for you. 
That's what the issue is. You're wondering, because you're saying to yourself, but, but I'm trying, I'm trying. You're agreeing, but you're not defaulting. <laughs> right? There's a difference, right? I agree. You are correct. You want to change. You are correct. You desire to change. You are correct. You, you, you're doing what you believe is your very best to change. Where you're missing it is you haven't changed the default. The spirit of your mind. Does that make sense? All right, stand on your feet. That's enough.